Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everybody, welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life with Joy and me, Hannah. We are talking about confessional prayer. We saying it like that, Joy, confessional prayer. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see, so, we'll so, see what we get at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so praying, well, we've talked about different types of prayer, haven't we? So yeah. you can listen into those different conversations about different types of prayer. But today we're sort of looking at what does it mean to kind of confess to God? What's the benefit of that? What are we, you know, what is he looking for in that? Um, so... I don't know. Now I've even started, I'm like, oh, maybe this is a bit more of a confusing concept or theme or word. So, Joy, over to you. <laughs> you just offloaded that to Hello, me, yeah. having said Explain. it's a confusing topic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to talk about some of the things I wrote down and hopefully they won't be confusing. Um, Excellent. Yeah, when I, was, when I was growing up, I don't know whether you were taught this as well, Hannah, of like the whole, that all of our prayers should be like a teaspoon. So, T for Thanksgiving, S for sorry, and P for please. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's I think that's a really good model for teaching, like, children and as they get older how to pray. But it just made me realise when I was thinking about this that I don't think that confession is a really regular part of my prayer life. Mm. Um, just being totally honest about it like when I was thinking over stuff that I've prayed about over the last week so for me I find that it is vital and I definitely think we should be doing it and we'll talk about why it's important and stuff like that I guess I'm talking about confessing our sins to God so or the Bible talks about doing it to each other but confessing your sins of saying the stuff you've done wrong yeah out loud or however you do that to him yeah or to other people um But I know, I was thinking for me, I seem to flit wildly between either having like weeks or months where I'm just feel like I'm constantly saying sorry for stuff, where I'm really, really aware of all the stuff I'm mucking up in Mm. and saying sorry and then having to battle the guilt of that and all the rest of it to other times where I just seem to forget about it and it's not because I think I'm doing everything right I just (laughs) I might just be praying about so many other things yeah and and then I just forget about it um so I was just really struck by that when I was thinking that through for myself just at a starting point of like this is really important I need to factor this more into my prayer life like not out of a like a duty thing but because I think what I wanted to start off with it by saying is that I think confession is really important for us. Yeah. Because it um, it puts us in the place of remembering that we get stuff wrong. Yeah. And when we're confessing things to God, things we've done wrong to God, it reminds us in the act of doing it that he is holy and that all of the things we do wrong are actually an affront to him first and foremost, and most importantly, Mm. that we are flawed and that we need his mercy. Mm. And and so when we forget to do it, 
you can easily fall into, or maybe I'm the only one, but I'm just going to say, I've sometimes fallen into that mindset of thinking, do you know what, God, I'm pretty good. I'm, you know, I'm probably valuable to the kingdom. You know what I mean? I don't think that a lot, um, thankfully, because it's absolute nonsense. But you, when you're not confessing your sins regularly, I th- I just think you can fall into that trap of thinking that you're doing all right. Yeah, and maybe. you can also easily find yourself thinking, I don't really need your mercy. I don't really need your grace because I've sort of got this handled, this whole doing life thing, mm. um, which is absolutely terrible for us because that's sort of spiritual pride. And what God's looking for is people that are humble and come to him and go, I need your help. I need your mercy. I need everything that you got for me because I muck it up. Yeah. So anyway, that's all the starting point. Maybe you are different to me. Maybe confession is a um, regular part of yours, but I'd be interested to know. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I I don't know. I think there are phases of life, aren't there? So I think sometimes you are particularly dealing with a certain thing. So maybe there will be more confession at those points. But I agree with what you're saying of like, you want it to be habit. But I think where I just immediately went to was one, I thought about my prayer journal I've got and how the fact that I never want anyone ever to read that <laughs> because <laughs> because I, I find it quite helpful I, I find it helpful to stay on track if I write down my prayers and oh, quite often, I know and I quite often find myself like writing down the real ugly thoughts and situations and then when you look back at it as well you're like oh that is yeah that's not nice um And and so my immediate thought was, oh, I hope no one ever reads that. Maybe they already have and I don't know. But then, but then I kind of moved from there to thinking about the fact that I think when I think of like confession, I really feel like, remember the times when I was a teenager where I was aware of the, of, I know I've spoken about it before, of just this real conflict in my life between saying and wanting to follow Jesus, but knowing that I was not really doing that or just feeling a really deep conviction about sin in my life and knowing it wasn't okay but how if you know especially if it's things like done in secret or it's things that you're ashamed I think shame is just so powerful over people isn't it so if something that you're ashamed about or that's in secret it feels like it it's happening in the dark and that I definitely would describe my experience as a teenager of just feeling like this there's this whole world going on that lives in a dark secret place that I don't want other people to know about and for a long time I didn't speak to anyone about really and when I first sort of well I mean I I would I was talking to Jesus about it but at the point where I took action on it and then confessed it just the huge relief to get that out into the open Mm. and out into the light so this is just where I went first when I was thinking about it I was just thinking about confessing is such a relief to your soul especially if you're carrying things that you feel ashamed of or are like heavy or you're embarrassed about saying them to Jesus or in my, or my case writing them and reading them back sometimes yeah. as well I actually almost feel like it's entirely for our benefit like yes, God already yeah. God already knows yeah, I agree, he already knows yeah. yeah he knows the darkest things about me but when 
when I express it to him and I say it out loud, just the freedom, I can almost just feel it, the sheer relief and freedom that comes with that. And then what I've found in my own personal life is that once I've confessed it to him, the freedom and relief that comes from that then allows you to confess it to other people, which is also important in breaking shame um, or guilt, like, because then you're so, and then I sort of, I just remember it feeling like you've got nothing on me, devil. I don't care if people know this because it's covered by the blood of the lamb. Mm. Um, whereas b- before that point, I so didn't want people to find out, like, especially my parents as well, I just did not want them to find out what I was actually getting up to. But then yeah. confessing it to Jesus actually then led me to I, I a, a little while later it's a process isn't it <laughs> a little while later just feeling the healing of confession I then confessed it to my parents as well and mm. then the freedom in that to be like so fine read my prayer diary if you want we're all the same we're all terrible sinners <laughs> like read it read my darkest thoughts it's covered by the blood of Jesus I don't yeah I don't have to feel the shame of that um so I just love it. I just love confessing <laughs> because <Great. laughs> you, maybe too much. We're going to turn into a confessional now. Yeah, let's go now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm but, not doing that. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but probably just because of the freedom that it brings. So, so one of the verses that I've written down that I love is repent, um, or you could say confess. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And, you know, I just think, I just feel like his purpose in saying to us, confess, confess your sins to me, confess your sins to each other, is not to humiliate us or to embarrass us, but it's just to bring things from darkness into light and bring freedom with them. Um, that's quite a long splurge there. Well, I'm interested though, so do you think that confession and repentance are the same? Because I don't think they are. No, no. I just I just love that verse. I've got other ones that say specifically right. confess. It's more just in that verse. I love it where it says times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Yeah. I think yeah. I think real repentance starts with confession. Yeah. Because how can you turn out of something and towards God if you don't even admit to yourself where you're at at that moment? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you talked it, about the two together as well. So what did you mean when you were talking about the two together? Well, mm-hmm. I was just thinking that true confession leads to repentant, repentance yeah. in my eyes, because otherwise yeah. I'm basically saying, God, I've done all this stuff. I've done all this stuff, full stop. It's a bit like a child coming to a parent and saying, oh, I've just broken all this stuff or I've just done this. Yeah. And you're yeah. sort of waiting for a... And sorry. <laughs> um, and, and it would be weird if that didn't come. So so in my eyes, I think, you know, if we're at the point where the Holy Spirit has convicted us of our sin and we're confessing it, yeah. then sort of then what comes with that, in, in my opinion, is the, and I'm sorry about this, God. And then that's what repentance is, is going, it's not just going, I'm sorry, full stop repentance what it literally means is you're turning away from it like you're turning in the opposite direction so it's almost it's also a sort of a a commitment as far as you can to trying not to do it again that's not to say you know I've I've repented of the same thing millions of times Um, (laughs) and God is gracious and will help you you don't always get it 
on the first go or the 50th go, but yeah. like you're, you're sort of saying, I'm not just stopping at that. Yeah, I've done this. I'm going to say sorry. And I'm, we're just going to stay in that cycle, but also yeah. of like, I'm going to, I'm going to try with your help, which is the crucial thing to change. Um, but now I think like when I'm, I, I, yeah, I've just felt the two go together because it'd be strange, wouldn't it? To just confess. And yeah. then, um, and what I also really love is that, that you brought up was that the devil is called the accuser of the brethren. So if you're yeah. a believer in Jesus, he comes after you Like he yeah. just, you know, because, uh, because that's what he does. And one of the tactics that he uses is to accuse us of go, yeah. oh, you know, that thing that no one knows about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If everyone yeah. knew about that. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. You call yourself a Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you should be feeling guilt and shame for that and like piles it on you. Yeah. And, you know, I had a situation like that recently, actually. No one would know. I was in the middle of a conversation and someone was talking about something and I just really strongly sort of heard that accusing voice of, you know, if any, anyone knew. And, and so I immediately sort of, that in my mind, I was like, oh God, please help me. And I just, um, had him say to me joy you're you're washed clean yeah um yeah and and actually then it meant I could be like right I'm going to speak truth to myself now so I was like no I'm dressed in robes of righteousness you've got nothing on me God knows about it he's forgiven me I always quote which is my one of my favorite verses which is this it's so good for this topic which is 1 John 1 9 I've got confess- that on my list too. have you because it's yeah. such a good one oh it's so, so good. good yeah um if we confess our sins he that's God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness mm. it's interesting that it's that if we confess our sins mm. like there's the if at the beginning um mm. but um I and I really qu- quoted that one to myself and then just you know, if you stand firm, the Bible talks about the enemy fleeing from you because yeah. he can't come against the word of truth, which is the Bible. So you you speak truth. He's mm. got nowhere to go. But um, but it was just a really interesting one. That's really strong accusatory thing, which he does to get at you. Yeah. Um, and if you're a believer in Jesus, you can stand firm on, no, I'm washed clean, like I'm forgiven. The verdict over me is not guilty. Yeah. Um, and and so I think that's why it's, it is important to confess our sins to God so that then, like in that situation, I'd already confessed this thing that the devil was trying to get me for. And, and God was just like, Joy, we've we've dealt with it. Like, I've dealt with this. Yeah. Like when he said on the cross, it is finished. Yeah. He'd done it. And I'm so grateful for it because then in that moment, I was just like, yes. I reminded myself of truth of like, yes, the devil can accuse all he wants and he'll try yeah. But then you rest on God knows this about me. I've confessed this. We dealt with this, you know, years ago. This is done. Yeah. Um so I that is a really powerful thing because you're right. I think that anything that is kept in darkness that we, you know, haven't even confessed to God, yeah, can it has the power to hold that guilt and shame over us because we've never actually released it to him. We've never actually given it even over to him even though as you say he absolutely knows it anyway. Yeah, and I think the devil then creates a whole conversation around that as well of like, not only are you sort of living with the guilt or shame of that thing, but then he'll make it bigger, won't he? Of like, oh, yeah. but you know, you are 
you are that sort of person who's yeah and other people wouldn't do that and it just it grows doesn't it and then it feels like a bigger thing to confess um but I also think it's quite interesting how like it's quite hard I think certainly ongoingly anyway if you're confessing the same thing um yeah. ongoingly and you realize I need to make a change here because I'm just doing the I'm I'm receiving yeah. forgiveness for what I know I'm going to go and do again in a couple of days time or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it sits so uncomfortably in your soul to do that, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think, I think then people can kind of do one of two things or one of just stop confessing it because yeah. you know you're going to do it again. Or like you were saying, you then have to choose, well, am I actually going to repent of it? Because I've confessed it. Well, I'm actually going to repent because otherwise I'm just going to do it again probably tomorrow um, and turn for just think and that, that's more obvious isn't it when it's like an action a physical action that you're doing it's harder I think to kind of um, figure that out if it's a thought or mindset or something like that that you know you need to turn from um, yeah but I think I it's often think... oh go on no go, you carry on well I was just going to say I think it's quite a marker of where you're actually at isn't it of yeah you know if you're going to confess it I think there's something in speaking it out that you realize it's real I think sometimes as well you don't say anything about things you can deceive yourself a little bit that it's not as serious as it is or or maybe it's just not as real as it is but once you've spoken something I feel like it highlights the reality of it a little bit isn't it so Mm, yeah it's interesting when you can't speak it out and like why can't you speak it out what's going on there yeah yeah and also when I was saying that that confession is good for us I also think it's good because how often do we really confess in such a way where we hold our hands up completely without any defense or justification of what we've done because Mm. so often it's easy isn't it and you know if people do those like apology non-apology things I'm sorry if you felt this whatever it is and you're just like (laughs) that's not that is not even remote John and I get so annoyed when people do that it's like no I'm sorry that I did this like you're taking full responsibility for it and I think there's the sin in us just constantly wants to defend ourselves. Of yeah, like, well, I did yeah. this, but um, I mean, I only did it like either that one time or, oh, I only did it because I was having a rough day or I only did it because that person said that or or like we, we're constantly like justifying and defending. Actually, just the, the act of coming before God, um, which, I've, which I have found, I've started to do more of now, coming before God and really just holding my hands up and going, yep, properly screwed that one up can't defend it I want to mm. defend it <laughs> because it feels really uncomfortable but actually just being like no I did it wrong because I don't know about you Hannah but it's really annoying if my kids come and t- like say sorry for something but then they go but and then they'll talk about yeah. the other one having done something and you're like yeah, no yeah. no you I want you to take responsibility for what you've done in this situation and then I'll yeah. speak to them se- separately but um I do think it's just really, really vital that we don't let ourselves off the hook, which we, I think we do a lot. Um, And actually coming before God and just being like, okay, God, this is a thing. It's horrendous. I've got no justification for it at all. 
it's awful. It's a part of my character or a part of my behaviour that I really don't like and I want you to get rid of it and I've got no no sort of nothing to mask it. I'm just giving you the... I'm just telling you what it is. Yeah. Um, and I find that really freeing because, yeah. as God's been reminding me today, like, if he died for me at my very worst, like, when I was going in completely the wrong direction, when I didn't even know him, when I didn't even believe in him, all the rest of it, if he died for me at my worst and showed his love for me at my worst, why do I think that he's going to back away now? Yeah. Um, and so often we can think that, can't we, of like, God, if you really know this about me, if I really confess this to you, is it going to frighten you off? And he's like, oh, Matt, I've known this about you. I- I've died for this. Yeah. Um, I've known this about you and I still went to the cross. He didn't go to the cross going, oh, my goodness, you didn't tell me you'd done all this extra stuff. <laughs> like, I was not aware of that when I got in this position. You're like, And we often think that, but actually he's going, yeah, I know it. And I know yeah. all the stuff you're ever going to do. Yeah. And and there's nothing that we can ever do that will surprise him yeah. or take him aback or make him go, yeah, that was part of the exempt agreement. Like that wasn't, I didn't die for that <laughs> sin. Like I died for all the others, but that, like he's never going to do that. And so I just think that gives me so much um, stability in the whatever I confess to him firstly he already knows secondly he's died for and dealt with mm. and thirdly it's never like I'm never going to make him back away from me yeah um and that again with the work that I do in prison is really profound for me to be able to say to the people in prison who have done you know horrific stuff in our site mm. um and to be you know to be able to talk them through that is is really quite something um, yeah. of like this God is is not running scared like he's not easily sort of um, he's not squeamish about anything he's he, he fully knew what he was forgiving you for he fully knew what he's doing it's why it crushed him when he was on the cross because it was so horrific yeah um, and there's so much freedom in that but we only I think we only get that understanding when we really like push hard onto it and really lay all of our worst stuff at his feet yeah. And I know I've done that sort of very gingerly, like, I'm just going to lay this down, God, and back away carefully. <laughs> and then it's just like resting in his grace and his mercy again of just like, yeah, it's yeah. solid. Like, he's he's got it covered. I He knows this. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a massive relief, isn't it, to even in your human relationships, for somebody to see your, like, worst moments and still be your friend that's yeah. such a massive relief isn't it and how much more with God like for him to for us to confess what we think and we're so actually just so totally unaware aren't we of really what our worst moments are or yeah <laughs> our worst our worst thoughts but it's just such a relief in telling him and I think like as you were talking I was just thinking about how it's it's a sort of agreeing with reality and and what is true and what he sees isn't it a lot of the time when we're confessing it's kind of changing our mindset changing our perspective kind of like you're talking about taking responsibility for what is ours to take responsibility for not defending ourselves or justifying ourselves just laying it out yeah this was this was not okay and and sort of stepping into his perspective then because he know like he sees it's not okay and then 
us seeing it's not okay. It's just yeah. us sort of us seeing things more clearly through his perspective and through his eyes, which is really good for us. This, again, the whole benefit is of it is for us, isn't it? There's no surprises for him. But just aligning ourselves with his perspective and saying that wasn't okay is just really healthy and healing then for us isn't yeah. it, as well. Yeah, and also I think that unrepented sin in our life does quench the power of the spirit yeah, at definitely. work. You know, definitely. and I think that um, if we're asking to see God move more in our lives and we're asking him to use us more and all the rest of it, I, I think the first place I'd start with is, is there stuff in your life that you haven't said sorry for? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, praying that bold prayer of like, God, is there stuff that I just haven't said sorry for you, to you for that I'm yeah. doing repeatedly um, yeah. or that you just want to draw to my mind? Because actually the Holy Spirit is very good at convicting us. And, yeah. and actually part of like keeping our hearts soft as a Christian, I think is, is increasingly listening to that because it's mm. easy to like feel that pinprick of conviction or conscience and go, well, I'm just going to blow past that and pretend that didn't happen or just do what I've said before of like, just try and justify it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually I think the more that we listen to that conviction and the Holy spirit going, mm, you gotta, gotta, we gotta deal with this. Yeah. Um, the better it is because then keeping your heart soft is continually relying on the grace of God and coming back to God and going, I've screwed it up. I didn't deserve your mercy but you love me and you've given it to me. Thank you, Jesus. Like it's all of those things. And I think if we're not repenting of sin, I think there's a place there of going, we don't think we need to. Yeah. Um, we don't yeah. think we've actually done anything wrong. We don't think we've actually offended anyone, we, you know, or we think, well, I haven't offended any human. And we don't quite realize that we've actually offended God. Yeah. Um, and coming to him and and confessing all of that then is is really important for just you know as christians like keeping keeping those really short accounts of stuff with him of just where he can speak to us and say joy we've got to talk about this or yeah. whatever it is and then dealing with it and moving yeah. on yeah and because i think jesus diagnoses that our fundamental problem in life is our sin and by sin i mean our rebellion against god and our rejection of God. And I think we can be aware of a lot of other things that feel like problems in life or issues in life, like maybe finances or relationships or personal issues, um, your mental health, your weight, all these different things that can feel like real problems in life. But when it comes to Jesus and when he went for the heart of what is actually the root of all those things, and he did diagnose it is the heart of all those things. And in the world, the heart of everything gone wrong is our rejection of God and our, mm. and our rebellion against him. And I know that I don't think we can really move away from that. I think it's quite easy to move away from that and think that like, oh, no, it's just this problem. My problem yeah. is my finances and that's not connected to sin in my life or like... Well, but that's not the way that Jesus sort of talks about it. And so when we're sort of talking about repenting of sin, we're talking about repenting of what areas of your life are you rejecting or, you know, rebelling against God? Because that is 
that's the problem in your life. Like if things aren't going well, you're not comfortable in yourself or like things are amiss, that will be where the problem lies. Um, sometimes it's really hard to identify it, isn't it? And you feel like you need a really skilled yeah. surgeon's scalpel and that's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? But yeah. So if that is the fundamental problem in all of our lives and in the world as a whole, then confessing those areas of sin is really central to seeking any solution in our lives of healing from them um, and of being made whole from them and of turning from them. So it's not it's not a thing to just have an as a, as an addition no. to life. It is actually the central crux of where the problem in life lies and where the solution in life lies. Yeah, um, yeah. But it also builds on what we talked about in our forgiveness podcast, because I often use this analogy in prison of like you're in the dock and your all your thoughts and words and deeds are being pronounced over you, all the stuff mm. you've ever done. Mm. And the judgment at the end is guilty mm. and the penalty is death. Mm. And you're in the dock of that. And so you're going to have to pay the penalty for that. And mm. you're guilty of it all. Mm. And yet then... Jesus walks in and comes to the front and says, well, I'll, I'll get in the dock instead of you if you want. Yeah. I'll come and stand in that dock instead of you. And, and, you, and you're like, but, but why? You haven't done any of this wrong. And he's heard all of it. You know, he knows all of it. He knows what he's standing in the dock for. He knows that you're guilty. Yeah. And it's whether, you know, and as I say to the girls in prison, it's, it's who's in the dock of your life, like for all of this. Because if it's you, yeah. man, that's a hefty... That's a hefty burden to bear because that's yeah. all your guilt. That's all your shame. That's all your sin. That's you paying the penalty for that. Yeah. And yet you've got a person standing there of Jesus going, I'll, I'll pay this. I'll do this for you. It's just whether, you, whether you're willing to let me in there and let me take over. Yeah. Um, and then if you do that, then, you've, then you receive his forgiveness. What he won from the cross becomes yours because he's taken your position. So it's like... Yeah. You know, you get to go free and he takes your position in that dock and has the guilty verdict on him. Yeah. And I think, wow, what an amazing thing of being able to go free, knowing that you're forgiven when you've, you know, you you get the best deal. He gets the worst in some senses because he's having to go go through all of that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's just for the people listening to have a ponder about. <laughs> is like you know, like I often say to the girls in prison, like who who is actually in the dock of your life? Because if we confess our sins to God, He is faithful, but He is just. I mean, He's yeah. a just God, so He's got to deal with sin. And yeah. because Jesus is in the dock, like He's taken all the punishment for me. I don't. I'm pronounced free and innocent, and He's He's the guilty one. Yeah, and but and I suppose in that analogy, there's not a lot He can do to help the person that says no more right you know in that yeah. scenario where he's like I'll take it if you want I'll take responsibility for this you're guilty we know you're guilty yeah but I will take responsibility for this and own the guilt as if it's my own yeah like the the person who can receive that is the one that confesses they're guilty yeah the, per the person who can't receive it <laughs> yeah is, is is the one who doesn't think there's a problem and so um, I think yeah Confession, I think it just really highlights, you know, what do we actually see? What do we actually see in our lives? There's a problem yeah. or not. And do we actually need, do we think we need Jesus's help or not? And and not just Jesus, like I think confession is so 
involves other people, doesn't it? So I've got um, James 5 down. I don't know if you've got that one. Of well, it's James, so I tend to leave all James verses to you because <laughs> I know that you'll quote them anyway. Do you know it off my heart now, do you reckon? <laughs> oh, I wish I did. I should try and learn it by heart, yeah, shouldn't yeah. I? But, um, so therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And like I said before, I think... I just think of that time like I confessed to my parents, like just the healing that came in that and the release and freedom in that of like, you've got nothing on me, devil. I've told them, I've told them because I'm forgiven. The shame is not my own anymore. So people can know that about me and it's not going to, it's not, it's not my identity. It's not going to define me. Like you've covered that by your grace. Um, yeah. And I just think time and time again, how much that is true that sometimes it can feel like if I share this and I think, I think again, like this is where the devil would lie to us that you think if I share this, it's going to be worse. But yeah, I, I know certainly in my experience, like majority of my experience has shown me that share it with another person you confess it with another person there's real healing in that if if it's like you know if it's really honest as well and you apply God's forgiveness to it there's no shame in it and so Mm. then sharing it and still receiving the support and love of your friends is just so healing isn't it yeah I agree and I I've definitely done it um I was thinking though with that that it's a sort of confess your sins to one another but we're not sort of given the parameters of that like how often yeah. what do you confess yeah. everything like because I haven't confessed everything to my friends I mean I do still <laughs> want to have some friends um, <laughs> um but like what are there particular sins do you think that we go we need to confess these ones and like because there are uh, there are some sins that I've like you know when I've been in accountability things where I've met with a friend and I've chatted through certain things there'll be some that I'll confess and there'll be some that I won't but I'm just quite interested because I'm on board with it and I do it. Yeah. But I was just thinking through how much do we share? What do we share? Are we meant to share the repeat? You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I've I've got, I think it's quite interesting just thinking about um, my marriage and my relationship with John. So when we first met, we were on our gap year in Malawi. It wasn't long after, like I've described that phase for me as a teenager where I felt like really free of stuff repented of stuff confessed stuff um and then from that point onwards I think it deeply embedded in me how important honesty was and how freeing honesty was yeah and there's not much space for the devil in honesty yeah um so in that context I then met John <laughs> and just thinking back to like some of the conversations we had out some of the conversations we had when we first met I just think are hilarious now but I was so my heart was so I want you to know the worst of this um yeah and I'm not ashamed to tell you because I've been forgiven of it but I want you to know this is this is my history and this is my history and so then which you know he I think I think he and well I know he would say like did his head in a little bit. <laughs> then... <laughs> so stop telling me all this stuff. I know. Because then, then just sort of grappling with, like his yeah, experience sure. was different from mine as yeah. well. Like I was aware that I was a rebel. So his forgiveness to me was just soothing to my soul. Yeah. 
John's journey was different. So I think then him just sort of trying to get his head around a lot of that was quite a journey for him. But then, but both of us straight off when we met in our gap year and that beginning of the relationship sort of just said to each other and decided within one another, we just want to be really honest with each other. We don't want there to be no-go areas. We don't want to be hiding things from each other. We want to be honest with one another. And so then it's making me smile as I think about it because over the years, I think then experimenting with that has meant that sometimes maybe he's told me something and I'm like, no, I think I was all right with not knowing that. <laughs> yeah, actually. yeah, exactly. yeah, I know. Yeah, and vice yeah. versa. But I think so. Just trying to figure it out. What it what needs to be said? What doesn't need to be said? Trying to learn to hear the Holy Spirit's leading on that because yeah. he is he will lead on that and not getting too hung up around. Maybe that wasn't the most helpful. Like that's that's yeah. fine. Like you just got to learn. You got to learn it. You got to grow in it and develop yeah. in it. And so there are going to be blunders on the way. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think you just then you learn, don't you? Actually, I know Holy Spirit, you've put your finger on this, and I know the nature of this. I probably do need to share this one. And then, but yeah. then you also know, actually, God, I think I've dealt with this with you, and it can stop there. I don't feel like yeah. I need to say anymore. Um, well, and I guess if we if we've hurt someone or if we've offended someone, then we need to confess to them. Um, and yeah. say sorry don't we yeah. so they're like someone else is immediately involved in it but yeah I think you're right it's it's having real wisdom because I don't I don't know that there's wisdom in just going I'm going to share everything with everyone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah. if we all did that at church on a Sunday no one would come <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, go I'd yeah, go <laughs> you'd go but no one else would be in that room um <laughs> And so it's, yeah, I think, I think it is just it ha- of having wisdom. And there are certainly things where I think if it's been a repetitive cycle for me, yeah, of like yeah. this is a weakness in me. I really struggle with this. I get in like, you know, sharing that. But then there's other things that you're like, you don't need to know this. I mean, John and I did a similar thing as well before we got married. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and you're right. Like you sit there and think, oh, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. But you want to start it right, don't you? At least like, yeah. right, at least we confessed our sin once. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there's points where you think, um, yeah, did I want to know this? Did I want to confess this? And, um, but I, I think it's key what you said of just anything that kept in darkness anything that you're hiding, it allows all that guilt and shame to come in. Yeah. And so, you know, you can confess it to God knowing that he is faithful and just. I mean, if you are a believer, then you can be absolutely assured of his forgive- forgiveness. And if you're yeah. not a believer, then that option is available to you. Like he died on the cross for you. Mm. It's whether you take receipt of that. It's whether you want to stand in the dock of your own life. And quite frankly, you know, once I've heard all the stuff that's been read out about me, I do not want to be there because <laughs> that does not feel like a happy place. Um, <laughs> I just but, figure um, with my list, it's just going to get a bit boring after a while. Like, and quite repetitive. I'm, it's not like I'm that creative with my sin. Like, I think it's just quite dull and repetitive, really. So. 
<laughs> but no. I was, I was, <laughs> is that your, your preamble to saying that you're going to start doing some like really extravagant sins now <laughs> that are like really adventurous and it's like no wow I didn't expect that one <laughs> no but I was just thinking when you were saying actually in my experience I think whether you can confess it to another person is often the marker of whether you have accepted your forgiveness for it um and obviously Mm. there's different personality types in there and some people find it easier to share or not but I think often like that's the marker can you can you tell someone else about it without feeling ashamed or guilty does that forgiveness really cover you so that you can share that thing that you've thought or done and it doesn't define you um so I, I wonder if that's partly why we're encouraged to confess it to one another because I wonder if that it's a marker of how much we've actually received forgiveness for it but also then in the sharing of it you also receive forgiveness in the sharing of it as well isn't it you access something different in sharing it and I think you break more of the power of it as you share it because you're like I I can share this it doesn't have hold on me I'm not ashamed of it um Except that the problem is, is that people are flawed. So you, you, you like you confess, confess it to God and you know that he's going to deal with it properly. You don't have that confidence with humans. So I was thinking there are things that I absolutely know I'm forgiven of, but I wouldn't tell people because you're like, "Mm, I don't want someone else making a judgment on that, particularly when I've known forgiveness in that area. I don't want to now feel judged by you. Yeah. Which sure would still sit under, well, God's forgiven me. But you know what I mean? You sort of think, I don't know that I want to open myself up to your judgment of me when you're also a sinful human being. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah. And it, I suppose it can, I'm just, you say that, like it makes me think about like the 12 steps in AA and obviously a critical yeah. thing in there because that model is based on a biblical idea of repentance mm. and confession. So it includes... Um, confession to people that you might have done wrong to and just thinking about that of actually I don't think I have I don't think I really have personal experience of confessing something to someone else that has then gone really badly for me but I can think of a friend who it has it's kind of severed that relationship a little bit yeah yeah but then but then you kind of think but is that more honest and real because that person didn't know you'd done that thing. And it's up it's up for them to decide what they do when they do know. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about AA. They do a fearless moral inventory of themselves, mm. but they don't confess all of that no, fearless and moral no, inventory yes. to other people. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. they do their fearless and moral inventory, which is where they literally note down everything they've ever done. Mm. I don't know whether they talk that through... Oh, maybe actually, no, sorry. They do talk that through with one person because I remember being the person who had to listen to someone's, um, which to be honest, I sat there the whole time thinking, man, I'm glad I haven't had to do this. (laughs) Um, But they don't necessarily have to go and tell loads of people. No, Um, yeah. They just do that once as a sort of one-off. So, so, yeah, I guess that is interesting is just thinking that through. Yeah. Um, and it's effective, the, isn't it, as a model? Yeah, it is effective. Well, we tend to, we used to find, because I worked with recover, people in recovery, 
we tended to find that that was the sort of line in the sand with people. If they could get mm. often, they struggled the most up to that point. And it's step four, I think, yeah. I believe, that fearless and more inventory. They'd be doing all right until they got to that one. And that would be the one that would be a really big wobble. And we used to find that if people could get through that one, yeah, then they were they were odds on to do much better in their recovery. The people that really just couldn't do it. And we often used to find that a lot of people relapsed around that point because it was mm. such a big thing for them. Mm, of like, I just can't do this. Yeah. Um, the people that got through it, like went on in leaps and bounds in their recovery. But the other people that sort of halted at that step four, like really struggled yeah. Um, so I think you're right. It it does it does break a lot of stuff in us. I think it's just having wisdom how and what we share and with yeah. whom is the yeah. absolute key, isn't it? Because the last thing you want is people sort of gossiping about it. Mm. Or, you know, I've known people that have had situations that were they'd shared in confidence and then got it got gossiped about and you mm, think, Oh, horrible. that's yeah. just no. Yeah. <laughs> um but at the very least, like confessing it to God is really important. Just coming before God and going, so this stuff I need to talk to you about. And we often know, like, I don't know about you, Hannah, but I can, you can feel that conviction of just, yeah. I need to say sorry. Yeah. I really need to say sorry. I need to go and apologize for this, or I didn't do this right. Or I need to come before God and say, I'm really sorry, God, I'm mucked up there. And yeah. just, and not try and defend it or justify it, but just be like, I was wrong. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're just such our own biggest problems, aren't we? And like that verse I read, like his desire and intention is that times of my refreshing may come from the Lord. Or like he says, I've come to give them life to the full. And we're our biggest problems in accessing that. So all these things yeah. are gifts to us yeah. to step into fullness of what he has for us. They're not like I said before, they're not to embarrass us or humiliate us. He's just recommending to us, if you do this, you, there are times of refreshing to come from me because I know that it's binding you. I know that it's causing you damage. So uh, this is a gift of me explaining how you mm. get free of that so that you can live an abundant life. And I think just trying to hold that in your head of like, this is this is gift to me. Yeah. So I can step into the fullness of God. This is not an exercise in beating myself up or humiliating myself. That's not what he's a good yeah. God. Yeah. That's absolutely. not his intention. He wants the best for us, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great place to finish on. Yeah. 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 Nice chat, Joy. Nice chat. <laughs> Right, so everyone can go and confess their sins now. Yeah. And I'll start with telling you (laughs) And we're going to end that right now. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye, bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at thenotsoperfectchristianlife.com.